time for the most action-packed podcast in the pro wrestling world. It's time for the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. We bring you the latest and greatest in professional wrestling from the WWE and AEW to the excitement of the independent scene. You get it all here in one place. The Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Rob T and K-Bay Chris. What is up, pro wrestling fans? You are listening to your favorite pro wrestling podcast. That's right, the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Rob T, with my partner in crime, my co-host. Let me hear it. Hey, mm, Fave Chris on the ones and twos tonight, people. Oh, you got the sexy voice going on. I love sexy it. Voice. And by the way, it's not just their favorite one because from my from the rumor mill. Yeah, all the other professional wrestling podcasts are yeah. quitting because they've heard ours. Yeah, that's 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 true. I think the only one we've got going head to head with us is what busted open. Yeah, and but I but I heard Dave LaGreca saying that you know telling Bully Ray that it's just not worth it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> throwing in the towel. He's throwing in the towel. So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> anyway, we are excited to be back again with another week of professional wrestling. I can't even say the word right. Professional wrestling action. And this is the first episode of this week, and we've got one hell of a subject today, and I am excited to talk about it. And not only that, we are going to have a special announcement a little bit later on that we're also excited to give you. Um, technically, the announcement came out yesterday, right? It was yesterday? Yep. Yeah, came out yesterday. Yeah. Um, so if you follow us on social media, you already know what it is. But for those of you that don't, you're going to have to wait next segment we'll talk about it and we'll even have a guest as far as i know <laughs> we will have a guest on the show that's going to help us make this special announcement and i know chris is excited about it kayfabe chris i know you're pumped just as much as i am about this announcement Ooh, i can't <laughs> hold it rob and i are starting only pants <laughs> that's it that's the you news to tell nobody man ah <laughs> uh. I couldn't hold it in. <laughs> and the OnlyFans is cheap, not cheap. <laughs> yeah, it's cheap, yeah. It's practically free. <laughs> yeah. We're those uh, kind of sluts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, no, it's 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 a great, I can't wait. It's a great announcement. I'm really excited about it. But that's just, that's going to be in our second half of the show. But right now, we're going to get into some good stuff. So one of my favorite factions, and I know yours too, Chris, Kayfabe Chris, uh, and, and I know a lot of our fans too. I, I would love this. We love the Attitude Era, right? Uh, that, that, that great era of, of WWE coinciding also with the, with that era, uh, for WCW with NWO and all that stuff. It was wrestling was a, that was a great time for professional wrestling. Um, no doubt. But one of my favorite factions was Degeneration X and. If you are a fan like I know you are and follow it like we do, you know that there were three, if I got the number right, I think it's three, right? Three different, what would you call them? Uh, in incarnations. Incarnations, yeah, of of, uh, of Degeneration X. You yeah. had the original, right? Where technically the original wasn't just Triple H and Sean. It was Triple H, Sean, China, and Rick Rude. Yes. That was the original. Um then, of course, we all know the story. Sean was hurt, wrestled in WrestleMania against Stone Cold, dropped the belt to Stone Cold. He ends up leaving for six years, pretty much. 
And during that time, at the very beginning, Triple H basically starts over again with DX, but now it's not just DX, it's the DX Army. And that uh, incarnation had X-Pac, the New Age Outlaws, and of course, still China. Um, and then after that, right, I, that lasted like what, maybe a couple of years, something like that? About three years, yeah. Yeah. So then after that, years later, Sean and Triple H form it again. And that time it was just them because by that time, of course, China is no longer in the WWE. Uh, same thing with X-Pac. Um, I don't even think the New Age Outlaws were part of WWE at that time anymore also. No. Uh, yeah. So, and they brought it back. Uh, it was a resurrection, if you will. So what we're going to talk about today is basically which one was the best incarnation of the group. Well, you, you forgot about a member. I did. You did? Okay, now I'm, now I'm confused. Because when Triple H and Shawn Michaels came back later on, and it was just them, right. they brought in Hornswoggle. Oh, dear God. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. They did. The the, the shortest member of <laughs> T-Generation. I don't know. I don't know if I count him, K-Fit Chris. I'm just <laughs> Hornswoggle, really, you know, eh. Okay. <laughs> Look, just because he's the Ill- illegitimate child of Vincent Candy McMahon for one of his many internal affairs does not mean that you could discard him as part of one of the biggest factions in wrestling history. Dude, how funny would that be if when all the details come out about that crap that one of the one of the women that he had a affair with was a little person? <laughs> and as, as a Triple H asked, I hope she was magically delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is hilarious. So anyway, but yes, that is our discussion today. We are going to talk about which one. Sorry, my dog's got something in his mouth. <laughs> which one was the best? So before we get into that subject, let's talk about the genesis, if you will, of Degeneration X. Way at the very beginning of the Attitude Era, we had a feud going on. That feud was with Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, and oh my God, what a feud it was. These two had legitimate heat. I mean, they freaking hated each other, but were professional enough to professional enough to still do business with each other in front of the cameras. Yeah. CM Punk. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So made for great television, made for great moments, great memories. But during this time, there was a transition go- going on, as you know. Uh, that transition was the fact that uh, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash were gone. They had gone to WCW. They were starting to do a more reality-based show. Of course, the genesis of the NWO had started happening at this point. More people were tuning in to WCW than they were to WWF at the time. Okay? Something had to change. Something had to happen. So... We've seen documentaries that A&E released recently. And one of the things that sticks out to me, uh, Chris, is that in the in the uh, biography about DX, I can't remember if it was Sean or if it was Triple H, but one of them had said that they were basically at a point where they were fed up with the way things were going, that there needed to be a change. And they basically just stopped giving a shit. 
when they when they went out in front of the cameras and just started doing stuff. And to me, that right there was the gen- the genesis of Degeneration X. This is way before they even got the name, right? Um, but I think this is the this is the seeds basically being planted at this point. Uh, would you agree? I agree. And I believe it was actually both of them. They both were fed up at the time, according to the Amy biography. Right. So, right. and you're right. It was before they even got, got the title of Degeneration X, which in, in reality wasn't even given to them by them. Like no. it, it was, it was from a very unusual source. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Spe- big, big ups to Bret Hart. I bet he yeah. got no, I bet he got no copyrights or anything for them. <laughs> right. Nothing. Um, but yeah, it was, it was Bret Hart. Here's what was interesting to me is, and you and I have talked about this before, and it's made for, for very interesting discussions. This is why I love this business so much. The intricacies of it, things that you don't even think about. Somebody posted up today, right? This, this, uh, meme, right? It said, you had, if you had to take away one, who would it be? And it was a picture of Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, The Rock, and Stone Cold, I think it was. Um, so those four guys. And the thing is, is you can't take away any of them because they're all linked somehow. You know what I'm saying? If you yeah. take one away, you wouldn't get the same reign that each one had, but right. it was the same career. So I bring that up because in all reality, because of the stress that WCW was putting on WWE, Shawn Michaels, who was champion at the time, was feeling that pressure, right? And let's be honest, it's, it's, it's well documented at that time in Shawn's life. He was dealing with some demons and giving into those demons on a daily basis during this time. So all that together makes for a perfect combination of Sean being a dick, right? Backstage, not caring. So, of course, when he goes in front of the camera, it's coming out. There's just this this combo of stuff that's happening from all of these outside circumstances that, that, that are going on. So... Think about it. You take one of those away. If WCW wasn't killing it the way they were, would we have had DX? Probably not. You know what I mean? Um, just the fact that some of the stuff that happened to Bret Hart, you can go back into his career where his acting career that he thought was going to take off didn't take off. He was going through contract negotiations with WWF at the time. Those were falling apart. So he was pissed off. And he was taking it out on Sean. If that hadn't happened, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's a very interesting set of circumstances that all take part in the genesis of what is to become Degeneration X. Fascinating, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, mesmerizing. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't really stop and think about it. I mean, we just think about the awesomeness that came from it, but all of these little circumstances played a part in it. I was thinking about this t- stuff this week because I knew we were yeah. going to talk about this. And it, would, it just kind of blows my mind. Um, again, I go back to what I said before. This is why I love this business, man. It's just, it really is a soap opera, but even so out behind the scenes, not even in yeah. front of the camera, there's, there's shit that's going on that makes it this, this soap opera, yeah. you know? So, um, so all of that stuff going on makes for a perfect little cocktail that becomes Degeneration X. Yeah, and you also can't disregard the fact that you know, well, of course, you know, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash were in WCW at this point, 
but the real life friendship behind the scenes between Triple H and, yes. and Shawn Michaels. We always talk about you hear from uh, critiques from wrestler, you know, observers saying that the chemistry in the ring has to be there for the storyline or, or something to work. And there was definitely chemistry because they had the friendship right. there. One would say that Triple H is more of a mother like mother hen to Shawn Michaels during this time. That's true. That's very you know? true. Um, so it was almost like a, a good balance to where Shawn Michaels was stepping over the line and Triple H stepped over just to pull him back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but again, like you said, it makes for a good combination of what we saw during the Attitude Era. Right, right. And then let's not forget that they had um, the click going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So all that plays plays a role in, in, in everything that happened with DX. So, okay, so now let, we, we started about talking about the Genesis. So, of course, the famous promo that everybody knows, um, they're going back and forth with Bret Hart. And this actually started at the beginning of the night on this particular episode. Of course, I can't remember the exact date. I don't know if you've got that info on you um, when they first became or when they were introduced as DX. Um, it anyway. was October 1997. It was, it was October 20, October 13th, 1997. Okay. okay. So during that time, I do remember pretty distinctively that uh, they were gabbing back and forth. It started at the beginning of the show and it kind of kept going. So when you get towards the end of the show, um, all of a sudden they're in the back. It's Sean, Rick Rude, and of course, China and Triple H. They're all in the back and then they're cutting promos on each other. You know, uh, Bret Hart is in the ring with his faction. Do you remember the name of his faction? Heart Foundation. That right, that's what it was. The Heart Foundation. Yeah. How did I forget that? Anyway, <laughs> it's the new Heart Foundation. But anyway, yeah. And at that point, Shawn Michaels says, "You call us a bunch of degenerates, De degenerates, degeneration X. Is, is is that us? Degeneration X." And then that's where he says, "You make the rules, and we will break them." And right. I, if I'm correct. Um, that's when I think they went off the air right after that or something like that. Um, hold on. I'm getting a message from Elijah. So if you want to kind of elaborate on that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the week prior, you know, prior to that, they, that's when, uh, Bret Hart called him a degenerate in one of his promos. And then as Rob T just expressed that, that week of that raw of October 13, 1997 with the backstage segment, Shawn Michaels pretty much coined the title of Degeneration X. That's the original founding members of Shawn Michaels and Triple H, of course, with China and Rick Rude, which I'll honestly, Rick Rude, in my opinion, was not really a big factor he in Degeneration X. He was more just there. Yeah. <laughs> like but a standing. You, you kind of have to give him credit, though, because he did come out at the beginning for the first few weeks. Right. I know it was a number of weeks. Like there was a there was a quite a few number of weeks. Right. Um, then of course he pretty much stabs him in the back by yeah. showing up on WCW the, the same, same night. night he's on WWE because it was taped at the time. Right. Um, but yeah. Uh but anyway. So here we go. This is the this is the genesis of, of Degeneration X. And everybody knows the, the stories. It's very well documented. So Chris, let's start it off. In your opinion, 
let's just ask the question: Which one do you think was the was the better was the better faction or better version of the X? I think that the best version of it was the original incarnation, like Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Okay, and I know I'm kind of those two particular. China was there, you know, right. obviously, but the things that they did uh, during that time, uh, things they got away with, like we mentioned before on previous podcasts, the the one where uh, he played the playing cards in the middle of the ring, yeah, and it slapped his nuts yeah. nonchalantly afterwards, you know, yep. uh, the Christmas special with the yes. with the thongs and the Xmas, yes. all the all the hell they put Sergeant Slaughter through <laughs> during oh that my time, God. and Michael, Michael Cole, Cole. Yeah. yes, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, the things that they got away with at that time, you know, obviously it was great to have, you know, when they, we already saw the small little seeds being planted to slowly bring in, uh, Road Dog and Billy Gunn. And actually, if you go listen to Road Dog's, uh, podcast, the old you didn't know, he actually talks about how they were constantly trying to slowly bring them in. Right. Um, but they hadn't pulled the gun yet, and the reason they did was obviously because Sean was going out, and they needed to continue on this. You yeah, know? of course. So, of course. hey, look who just walked in the room. What's up, Sunshine? <laughs> What's up? I miss you guys. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Everybody, if you will please welcome to the conversation, we've got Mr. Elijah Galindo, better known as the King Cobra Exotic. Ooh, brother, them arms looking good. <laughs> always how you always, doing man. man doing amazing man doing amazing great Honestly, yeah. i feel like uh you know i was kind of in a little bit of a, a mental rut which happens uh obviously whenever you have high expectations for yourself and uh you know whenever you're running a business trying to work a full-time job and then also trying to be a full like a pro wrestler right it's it's a lot you know yeah of course <laughs> so, well, let us let us help you ease your mind just a little bit. I know we got some stuff to talk about and some announcements to make, but before we get into that, Elijah, help us with our conversation, if you will. Let me let me bring you in. This is what we're talking about, okay? okay. I know you were a very young, young, young guy when when it first happened, but DX, right? Uh-huh. There were three different versions of DX throughout WWE history. Oh, was he alive during that time? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Uh, what, what year were you I born? I do recall <laughs> the, the only versions I recall were like the versions during the Monday Night Wars, and then obviously when Triple H and Sean were like the main ones, you know, dropping paint on fucking okay. was it who was it the, the Spear Squad? Squad? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Those are like the two versions I remember. So you don't remember the middle one, which was X Pac, the New Age Outlaws, uh, and then of course China and Triple H. Yeah, honestly, like the one, the one I reckon remember the most has to be obviously the newer one, which was right. like I said, the the Spirit Squad. Right. But I mean, obviously, I do know a little bit of my wrestling, so I did know, uh, I did know about uh, you know the Monday Night Wars, them driving with the tank <laughs> to like a t- oh my god to like a what was it a WCW show or outside of yeah one? outside yeah. of a WCW That's show well, wild well, you know <laughs> back in the day Elijah when uh, D Generation X started there was this. Um, device called a vcr and <laughs> oh, i remember the vcr <laughs> we would actually record the shows and rewatch the degeneration x segments on this vhs tape it was like a tape that that showed the video <laughs> sounds like a dinosaur <laughs> sounds like the, the, the you had to wind it up and everything it was just so hard 
So, so let I me, remember let me... watching WrestleManias on that, like WrestleMania 2000, I think it was, and a few others. So let me school you a little bit on the original DX, because that's kind of what we're talking about right now. Chris, Kayfabe Chris just got through saying that, in his opinion, the original version was the best version. And and I, I, I tend to agree with you because of the groundbreaking just stuff that they did. Stuff that would not be allowed today, mind, mind you, okay? So we're talking about um, the blatant sexuality that was in your face. I mean, I can't tell you how many times Triple H was telling chicks to flash their boobs right there on Monday Night Raw. You know what I mean? And how many of them did that where they had to get the camera away, right? And I think then, you just exposed to our fans that you had sexuality thrown in your face. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Um, so it's total sexual innuendo all the time. Um, you had Sean freaking humping the ring, humping the the ramp. Um, some of the old footage, the one that always sticks out to me is the gestures he was making to fans just to piss him off, right? Um, let's not forget him putting the Canadian flag up his nose. Okay, Let, let's also not forget him laying the Canadian flag down in the middle of the ring and then giving it the crotch chop and he started humping it. Remember that, Chris? Yeah, the one that sticks out to me is the one where he would mock the fans by uh, mimicking uh, oral pleasuring. Yes. With an yes. invisible phallic symbol. Yes, exactly. Ex and that's what exactly what I mean. So this I like is how he's just posing, by the way. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and this is all my photo shoot. <laughs> this is all stuff that they did like every week on USA Network until the USA Network said something and Vince McMahon told them that they needed to knock it off. And then we get the infamous address to the nation, basically. And, <laughs> and, and that's something, if you haven't seen it, Elijah, you got to look it up. Shawn Michaels goes on and says, we are not allowed basically to say certain words uh, on, you know, USA Network. And these are words like and they start saying them. But of course, they get bleeped out. Right. right. And then <laughs> uh, this is around the time that the whole thing with uh, Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky, all that stuff happened. So when he ended the whole thing, he said, and one and one last thing, I want to let everybody know that I did not. What did he say? I did not sleep. I did not have I did not sleep with that young intern. With that young as a matter intern, of fact, as a matter of fact, I was, I was up, up all, all night. night. <laughs> <laughs> and oh then, my lord! And then after that happened, USA Network loved it, and then pretty much they let them do whatever the hell they want. So, yeah. wow! I have to tend to agree with you on that one, Chris. I would say the first the first version of DX was probably the best, just because of the groundwork that they laid, right? Yeah. But let's talk about the one that Elijah knows. The one from the, the, the yeah, the Hornswoggle the one. Hornswoggle one. one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Hornswoggle was a member of DX. <laughs> yeah. Now I remember that. <laughs> there was some legality going on during that time, but he was still technically a member of DX. Yes, he was. He was. So so I'm gonna put you on the spot, Elijah. Tell me that version of DX, what was it that really stuck out to you? What did you love about that version of DX? Just how they didn't give a fuck. <laughs> I feel like that's just what DX has always been, though. Right. You know, they're, they're just those. They were just like those goofballs that just didn't care. You know, they they do anything that they wanted to. You know, like like I said, like um, from them dropping paint onto 
you know, the spirit squad to the, what we talked about earlier. Also like them driving a whole ass tank outside of WCW, Mm -hmm. like their pranks, their prank game was a whole different story. And then especially whenever they would, uh, wasn't there a specific episode where, uh, uh, triple H wasn't he dressed like as Vince McMahon or something? Yeah. And Shawn Michaels was dressed like Shane McMahon. no one talked better shit than dx and that's just how it is and we we, yeah. we can't disregard the fact that today's wrestling at least wwe is being run by degeneration by x yes oh, it is yes. you know did you realize that you got head of creative i mean he's more than that now because he got he got promoted yeah. and then when he got promoted he promoted sean and then they brought in road dog so mm-hmm. dx is running the game right now Bottom yeah. line. Bottom line. Now, the version that that Elijah is talking about. Now, I know you mentioned the whole tank thing. That was actually the second version of DX because that had X Pac, that had China, that had the New Age Outlaws. Still a very great memory because even you know about it, and you were what two at the time? <laughs> yeah, I, I was. I was not even old enough to actually remember when it happened. Yeah, but exactly. It's so big of a moment where you see. You know, they usually end up using that a lot. They use yeah. it in a lot of different videos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But the one that, that he's talking about, this is the part for me that was really interesting. During that time, Shawn Michaels had given his life to God. So he was a different Shawn Michaels, if you remember. And I got to give the guy props because he had strong convictions when it came to his belief. He wasn't going to be doing the same shit he did right. the first time. So the way that they maneuvered all that was beautifully done. Right. The one that sticks out in my head is when they had the little barbecue outside. Remember that? <laughs> when Mr. Fuji? Yes, that one. And then and then and then Triple H goes, Sean, isn't that Mr. Fuji? He goes, Oh, I love Mr. Fuji and runs off. And then they do the, the spot with the girls showing their, their breast to the other guy that was just kind of standing there. And then Sean comes back after the fact. It's so, like there was no Mr. Fuji. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the way so the way that they did that and just maneuvered it to me was genius. Sean still pulled pranks. He was still hilarious. He, you notice he never said, suck it. No. He always just said, we got two words for you. And he let the crowd say, suck it. So he did a pretty decent job holding to his convictions. Um, of course, he's not perfect, but it wasn't bad. Um, and there were some that would argue, and Elijah might be one of them, that that version of DX, they were a little more extreme when it came to the pranks. Let's not forget the uh, infamous porta potty that was dumped on the McMahons. Oh yeah, and uh, Big Show, or the, <laughs> yeah. like on the Big Show, or when they stuck the McMahon up Big Show's ass. Yes, and that held a cell match. Yep, there was that too. You know? So, so I think, I think, I think Elijah's uh, choice for which you know version was better. We got to give that one some clout because he he does have a point. They really kind of went there with the uh, insults. Let's not forget and- they said on air that Vince McMahon loves cocks. Yeah. <laughs> and they drew a, well, yeah. a rooster. A rooster, exactly. exactly. But you know what? I'll be completely honest with you. I feel like that Shawn Michaels, as far as his wrestling ability, was probably one of the best times to watch Shawn Michaels wrestle during yeah. that time frame when he was second incar- or I guess he called third incarnation of Generation X, but it was just him and Triple H. Right. But those matches right. he had with with uh, Shane McMahon, with the Spirit Squad, you know, just wow. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I, I think Sean did his best work after the fact he had some clarity. Yeah. When his mind was clear, he wasn't addicted anymore. He was a machine, you know, 
I mean, he was doing stuff, you know, that you 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 didn't think he should be doing at that age at the time. You know, right. when he came back and had that match with Triple H, uh, basically the no holds barred match that they had. Yeah, SummerSlam um, 2002, yeah. I think. Yeah, 2002. One of the best matches I've ever seen him do, him and Triple H. And that match was incredible. First match back after being gone for six years, he looked like he didn't miss a beat. Nope. You know, so I agree with you. That was probably the best times for uh, Shawn Michaels. And again, that goes back to the fact that we talked about the the chemistry that they had, not only as best friends behind the scenes, as a group on screen, but the battles that they had against each other. Yes. Those two was amazing chemistry. Definitely. Definitely. Probably one of the best rivalries to go down in history. For sure. For sure. Um, So, Elijah, was there a favorite moment for you? I know you mentioned a lot of them, but something that really sticks out. Not not something that you saw from the past, but something that you actually witnessed on like a Monday Night Raw or something that really sticks out to you about Degeneration X. I feel like I should be playing the Jeopardy music here. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh man! I mean, you have just... to deliver your answer in the form of a question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, my mind's been scrambled. I, I take forever doing that. To be honest with you. <laughs> nah, but uh, honestly, man, I would say it has to. Like the most memorable thing that's happened. Honestly, has to just be their pranks for me. Like I remember a lot of their pranks. Um, those were like the most memorable spots for me, just because you know at that time I was so young, and that's kind of what was memorable to me. Like obviously, yes, like I would like enjoy the matches, right? Right. But like little things like that, anything that would make a kid smile, like those are the things that I remembered because those are the things that really caught my attention at first for a while. I got you. I got you. Um, obviously, how, as I how got old were you I at the time? Love the art more, you know. Yeah. How old were you at the time? Oh man, how old was I? What year was this? For that incarnation, what was it? Two thousand. We're talking about the five, uh, the, maybe the latter ones, or yeah, the latter one. Uh, two thousand seven, I believe. Let me 2000, see. Yeah, no, that's right, because I was married already at the time. Yeah, um, two thousand six, so. two thousand seven, and then two thousand nine, two thousand ten. There you go. It was when it was just Triple H and, yeah. and that. So around 2009, 2010. Dang, I was passed out on 6th Street during that time. You were <laughs> watching that shit? Damn. I want to say like I was 10 or 11. Damn. Like, were you, obviously, were you like, passed out on 6th Street too? I enjoyed the wrestling matches and stuff. But again, like I didn't look at it as I do now. You know oh, what I course. mean? Like I didn't um, uh, realize how good a lot of what I was watching was until I really started understanding the psychology and really yeah. understanding that there's a lot more of a story to it. Like, cause around that time it was more like, Oh, these are cool moves or, Oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Or that, oh, that's, uh, you know, I was, I was popping over little things or just things that, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. just caught my attention. But yeah. now obviously I'm a lot older and I understand the psychology in matches and stuff like that. So, well, it definitely I, makes I sense. It, it definitely makes sense why the prank stuck out to you more. Cause a 10 year old, you show a 10-year-old some pranks, oh, hell yeah. They're going to be all over that. <laughs> you know what no, I mean? Oh, man. I don't even want to know what I was watching on YouTube. I was probably watching some dumb crap, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to know. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, well, I think it's safe to say, Chris, that uh, you and I both agree that the first you know, incarnation of, of DX is probably the best. But 
to me, I think that's a given just because they're the ones that laid the groundwork. They right. they basically set up they they set the bar. And and after that, everybody was just trying to reach that bar. You know what I mean? So I think we would have to definitely agree with that. Um, but I think the incarnation that that Elijah's talking about is definitely one that it was awesome for the time because yeah. I remember I was excited when they came back. It was it was really cool. But nonetheless, DX I think one of the best factions in history. Definitely, Period. definitely top five. You know, you could argue. Uh, NWO, you could argue, you know, Evolution, some of these other ones, but DX definitely top five. But so. if you look at the NWO, you look at Evolution, both of those have had members of Degeneration X in it. True, very true. <laughs> members of the Click. <laughs> so, so check this out. We have Elijah on for a reason. Now we're gonna take a break, but when we come back, we got an announcement to make with Elijah. I already told him about our OnlyFans account. <laughs> Yeah, Elijah. Elijah's gonna be our first subscriber, right, Elijah? In the background, going, dude, I'll be your first subscriber, and I want, I want, you know what? I want to be in one of them videos. You know what I mean? You're gonna be, you're gonna be in the background, like I'm a snake. <laughs> I'm a slippery, slippery. <laughs> anyway, but we are gonna take a break. When we come back, we got an awesome announcement, but then we're also gonna talk some NLW awesome stuff that's coming up. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more with the King Cobra Exotic himself, Mr. Elijah Galindo. And, man, thank you again for joining us today. Um, so, guys, keep it here. Word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. Fellas, I know how it is. Your hair and beard are looking rough, and you need to get it taken care of right away. The problem is, where do you go? Well, say no more, because I have the perfect place just for you. At Hanley's Good Time and Barbershop, you'll get that fresh cut and trim by well-trained professionals who know just how to get what you want, a man's cut and a man's trim. Dallas, Jawan, and Derek will hook you up with your tailored-to-you cut along with a straight razor shave and a relaxing hot towel treatment. These fellas will give you that old-school treatment where you sit back and relax and unwind while you get back to looking like a gentleman should. When you walk in the door, talk to old Dal and let him know that Rob T. and Kayfabe Chris sent you and he'll offer you a complimentary cold one or a shot of whiskey. Stop by 322 West Hopkins Street in San Marcos, Texas or go online and make your appointment today at HanleysBarbershop.com. Hanley's Good Time and Barbershop, where good times and good vibes make for a great look. Going on 10 years in the community, Metroflex Gym has been the place for back-to-basics, no-fluff training. At Metroflex, you'll have the resources available to you to reach your fitness goals, whatever they may be. Owner Daniel Haggerty is available and ready to help guide you in the proper direction to get the best results for your health. Want to lose weight, increase stamina, or gain mass? Daniel Haggerty is a licensed trainer with over 25 years' experience in nutrition and training and knows how to get the most out of your workouts. Come by today for a visit at 2101 Clovis Barker Road, San Marcos, Texas, or call to make an appointment for a tour at 512-878-8575. Homegrown in the community and veteran-owned, Metroflex Gym is the hardcore training place for a hardcore workout. Call today.
and we are back man we're back, we're back, we're back, those we're memories back. of degeneration next i mean that doesn't help the fact that you know elijah may feel old as fuck but uh <laughs> <laughs> I nonetheless, know remembering a lot of it. <laughs> nonetheless, you know, he's gonna be walking into a pawn shop one day. He's like, "That's what Kate Pape Chris was talking about—that VCR thingy." <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But we are be, back, my friends. Where's the Bluetooth button? Where's the Bluetooth? They're gonna be selling that that VCR for like five bucks, too. right? <laughs> Sir, where's the HDMI cable for this thing? <laughs> <laughs> the 1080p uh, graphics <laughs> uh, so real quick just letting y'all know with us right now we have elijah galindo and uh, galindo and he is wow you he, said that so white i said that so white didn't way I? to go I, ripley I've heard it said worse uh i've heard people say call call me obviously y'all know my name's elijah right yeah i've had ringing out just call me Elijah. And then I've also had people pronounce my last name Galayendo, and I'm like, what? Sure. Well, Rob's been Rob's been hanging out with Rhea Ripley lately, and yeah. his, his Spanish is poppy, just poppy. gone down. <laughs> I poppy, brother. If oh, I was Lord. if I was hanging out with Rhea Ripley, I wouldn't be doing this right now. <laughs> oh my god, that's just true. Saying. Just that's saying. true. Anyway, I I, you want to make me call you daddy anymore? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just to let everybody know, we do have Elijah Galindo with us right now. He is uh, the owner, one of the owners of NLW. He is the man. Okay, yes, he is also a wrestler, but we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about uh, the business side of things. He is NLW. I mean, honestly, I mean, he's. This is a vision that he's had. If, as you know, it, AWP was the first incarnation of this now it is in lw it is taken off like a rocket um definitely making some waves in the texas independent wrestling scene um definitely making its mark to say the least and i still say this and i stick by what i say they are doing things in nlw that you're really not seeing in other promotions uh around you know incorporating vignettes and incorporating you know the use of uh videos and things like that i think it's great um storytelling is another big one that they're doing you actually have storylines that are happening Definitely. uh which is amazing i'm actually we're actually kind of in one <laughs> you know <laughs> what i mean so i mean <laughs> it, there's just so many awesome things that are happening with nlw but something big happened yesterday that uh involves both of us it involves nlw and it involves the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Elijah, would you please enlighten us all and announce for us what just happened? So uh, after a lot of uh, careful uh, talks and uh, a lot of consideration, um, and, you know, obviously a, a, a few great interviews and a, great, a few great memories, uh, <laughs> hanging yeah. out with Rob and Kayfabe Chris and all the vignettes that we did together, uh, we have decided that, you know, it'd be awesome to uh, have a closer working relationship between NLW and uh, the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. So with that being said, the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast is now the official podcast of NLW. And uh, we all we have a working relationship. Uh, we have a new partnership between NLW and uh, the Mega Powers Podcast. So very exciting stuff. Yeah. And yeah. we are so excited about it. We are so stoked. I mean, I, I, I told you this, Elijah, when we first talked about this. This is this is like a dream come true 
for both of us, being that we've been such fans of the business for majority of our lives, just to be able to do something like this for us is so cool, so exciting. And I want you to know with all of our listeners as witnesses, this is something we don't take lightly. We take it very seriously. Um, we love this business. And I mean, we're not wrestlers, but to be honest with you, we eat, sleep, drink this business. And, and, and you know that you've, you've gotten to talk to us. You know how serious we are about it. So we thank you for this opportunity and we couldn't be more excited, man. So thank you. Definitely. Of course, of course. Um, and it's, it's, Gracias. Very, it's, it's definitely, uh, noticeable, you know, you guys do take this business very seriously. Uh, just you guys educating me on D generation X <laughs> and <laughs> able to recall back to a lot of specific moments. I, I admire that, you know, we all have a love for the business. We all have a passion for it. Um, and if there's anything that, you know, I'm able to do to try to help people maybe feel a little bit more involved, uh, you know, I definitely want to do that. So I uh, thank awesome. you guys as well for being able to interview a lot of our talent as well. Yes, definitely. I yeah. can't wait to get our action figures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bro, I barely got, I barely got us. I barely got one of these little plushes. What do you mean? <laughs> I an action figure. I'll settle for a plush. <laughs> that's so, that's awesome. <laughs> um, but since we're on the subject, I do want to get into talking about this next event that is coming up for NLW and man, the card in itself is so exciting. I mean, I can't wait now, Elijah, I know you have a match coming up. I want to save that to last because I do want to talk about that. Okay. But let's talk All about, right. let's talk about some of these other matches we have. So I want to first talk about this first one you got lined up. It's a triple threat match. Okay. And I've been seeing a lot on social media about this guy, Roxo. Um, He's quite the character, to say the least. Um, I've been seeing him in some feuds. Uh, he's definitely making waves. Uh, he's from uh, Laredo, right? Yes, sir. From yeah, Laredo. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to be honest. Tacos there. <laughs> I got to be honest. I don't know much about uh, the Ricky Ramirez and Benny Dreams, but I am excited about this just because, number one, it's a triple threat. And let, let's be honest, we, we've seen NLW shows, we've been there in person, we've seen the action. Chris, you and I know very well, we talked about this several times, especially this last time we went. It is awesome when you can go to a live wrestling event like NLW, and they're pulling off the moves that you would see in a WWE or an AEW, right? Yeah. But at the same time, storytelling, right? Right. So it's 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 amazing. So I already know just with not even knowing that much about these guys that this is going to be one hell of a match. And I am definitely excited about it. What do you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, honestly, I haven't heard anything. Uh, I've heard of Ricky Ramirez, you know, and I know I've heard of a uh, Benny Dreams cousin, Benny Honda, but I never heard of Roxcoe. Do you say Benny Honda or Benny yeah, Honda? Benny Honda. <laughs> Oh, okay. I thought you were saying Benny Hanna. I was about to say that a restaurant. It is a restaurant. Yes. <laughs> I love me some food. Y'all are goofs. I can't watch y'all. I love it. Uh, no, but I agree with Rob T when we talked about you know just the um, the the matches, the cards that they put on with NOW. Now, granted, we 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 were there when they were AWP, and we've seen the most recent one when we were out there in Uvalde uh, last month. But just what the talent that they bring in. You know, it is so easy to get involved and get 
mesmerized in the action, in the storylines that are going on. I've mentioned this before when the first time we went to AWP back in February, that without even knowing these these talents, without knowing what was going on, I was I was you know brought in real quick. Like I was I was ready. Like I I could understand what was going on just by the physicality in the ring, and that in itself is is why we love NLW and why we're excited to be part of them. And Definitely. just a triple threat match, you know, I think we saw a triple threat match the last time we were there. Yeah, and it was an opener. And and I remember we were saying, as we were saying, we didn't know these guys. Yeah. Uh, there's always that sense of apprehensiveness at first right. because you don't know what you're going to get, you know, especially when they announced that these guys weren't technically NLW guys. They were coming Right, they were showcased else. from another. Right, country. right. But, man, as soon as that match got started, it was just hard-hitting action, Again, great storytelling in the ring. Right. You know, you had the big guy, you know, you had the, the bad guy, you had the skinny guy, and you knew the story they were telling. It was a great match. So I, in my opinion, it, we're going to see the same, maybe even better with this triple threat. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing all three of these guys in action. I think they're going to have something awesome to bring to the table. We've heard their names in the independent scene. I've heard Roxo. You've heard the other two gentlemen. I mean, I, I think it's going to be great overall. Elijah, I, what's your input on these guys? I'm, I hold on, hold on. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just curious because I would love to see a Marvel movie where you got the good guy, the bad guy, and you got the skinny guy. <laughs> okay. Because that you would see, be a hell of a comic book. You see, now, you, now you're fucking with me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Elijah, give us your, your take on this match. I mean, I, I assume you you know these guys. I mean... Uh, let's be real. You booked them, so uh, they're bums you- he found on the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So some guys have found outside of the goodwill that they wanted some work. So <laughs> that's nah, where we need uh, to hang out. <laughs> um, all right, yeah. So I-, I hope you guys get in a little bit more detail here. So with this match, actually, uh, this isn't necessarily all NLW. Uh, um, as we announced recently, we're uh, we also have a new. Uh, close working relationship with WrestleVlogs, the team at WrestleVlogs. Yes, uh, yes. Julio is the owner of WrestleVlogs. Uh, he's a content creator, and they have like a little team out there that uh, goes to a lot of different independent shows, and uh, you know they they make a lot of great wrestling content for you guys to see. Um, they even have their own championship that uh, they have, um, and the last champion, I think his name was Juve. I don't know how to say his last name, so I'm not even going to try, <laughs> but. <laughs> He was a luchador. Um, Tood? Hoovy Tood? Yeah, I think so. Like I'm not sure. I'm not going to even, like you said, I, don't, don't quote me on any of that. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, WrestleVlogs, really great company. They uh, provide a lot of opportunities. They have even a ring announcer. Her name is uh, Karina. She was actually there at the last NLW show doing our ring announcing. Oh, yes, the one Kenny That's, Cross gave him. Yeah, Kenny got in her face, man. <laughs> Just straight up. What I, is I, I was like, I felt bad for her. Pointing the cane at her and everything, man. I, mean, I wasn't going to do anything, but I felt bad, you know. <laughs> oh, man. I, I would feel bad, too, having his smelly-ass breath in your face like that. Uh, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, we have a close working relationship with WrestleVlogs. And actually, they're, they're the ones sponsoring this matchup. Uh, recently, they had to vacate their championship due to a lot of... Uh, Due to a lot of uh, issues going on behind the scenes with them and the champion, I don't want to get too much into that. Um, But they recently had to vacate the championship, and they are in need of a brand new champion. So 
they reached out to me and NLW and said, hey, we are looking to do a tournament. Can we do it on NLW shows? And I told them yes. So this match is actually a number one contendership match for that vacated title. Nice. Now there's going to be two number one contendership triple threat matches. There's going to be one on October 22nd, which is the one we're going to talk about here in a few seconds. And there's also going to be another one in Crystal City, November 6th. Uh, and that's we don't know who's going to be in that one yet. That is completely up to WrestleVlogs who they put in that one. Right. Um, right. So that's that's what's at stake here in this match. Uh, it's a number one contendership match for that, so that vacated title. That definitely puts the stakes really high on these three gentlemen. I believe it's going to be some some awesome action because, as you know, whenever you have a triple threat, rules get thrown out the window. And, yep, there's no rules. And to be able to get a strap or on your shoulder or around your waist, I mean, it's just going to up everything. So this uh, WrestleVlog number one contendership triple threat match is going to be something to watch. Uh, I can't wait for this one. Um, I think it's going to be a great one to see. And I, I did notice at the other at the show that we were at last month in Uvalde, uh, the gentleman was there with WrestleVlogs, got to see him. I also got to reach out to him afterwards, saw some of his videos, great content, highly recommend going and checking him out. Um, yeah, this, this is definitely an exciting one for sure. Um, I, I don't even know how to call this one, man. I, I, I can't even make a prediction yet. So I'm going to have to hold off my predictions until, until maybe a couple more weeks or something. So I can, I think the guy really... from the Raiders is going to win. You think so? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not I, gonna... underestimate everyone in this match though. So rock. So obviously he has a, a distinct size advantage. Ricky, okay. I've seen him compete a few times. Very agile wrestler, you know. He's also one of the members of the Cult of Corvus. You know, he's someone that's actually making his actual NL NLW debut. You know, he's making his NLW debut. He's been there a few times as part of the Cult of Corvus, but hasn't had an in-ring match yet. Mm. Uh, and so is Benny Dreams, also another debut. So two debuts in this match going up against Rock. So it's good. It's, it's, it's tough to call. You For know, sure. it's tough to call. But sure. uh, I've I've called my shot. You know. Uh, yeah. I've wanted a match with Ricky for a long time. He actually has a championship that I want to get my hands on. Mm. Uh, you know, me and him are cool and everything, uh, but friendly competition, right? Yeah. So if there's someone to win this match, I hope it's Ricky. Nice. I hope Ricky finds a way to win. Nice. Now, you just mentioned something that we got to admit is a wild card in this whole thing. This guy's a member of the cult of Corvus. We know yeah. Corvus has some beef with Roxo. Who's to say yeah. he doesn't stick his nose where it's not wanted? You know, yeah, most likely we're gonna see him and Ash there. Mm -hmm. So this who knows? Be... It's very possible because that's actually this show's gonna take place one week before the big show uh, in Houston at Local Wrestling. Wow, this is this very... is definitely gonna be an interesting one for sure. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, let's move on. Um, another match on the card. We've got Andre Law. And Devontae James, new member now, Devontae James, mm. new member Diamond of Cartel. the Diamond Cartel. Uh, we saw what happened at the last NLW show that we were at, and uh, Kenny Cross extended his hand to Devontae James, and brother, he's now with the Diamond Cartel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh so, that, that's definitely a, quite an a, uh, acquisition. Uh, yeah. Devontae is a very powerful individual. I had the privilege of sharing a ring with him in uh, California. Uh, 
very talented, very strong. Uh, definitely someone to watch here in NLW for sure. Uh, going up against Andre, who recently also had a change of heart, it seems like. Uh, I remember when he first uh, showed up in uh, NLW or in Uvalde, mm. um, he actually wasn't very light. <laughs> right, right. But, uh, you know, I don't know what happened. You know, uh, I guess he found Jesus or something, and uh, we love him now. He's a, he's a great dude. Me and him had a conversation with Spostrom Beef that we used to have. Uh, I don't know. He was very distant in the back. Well, if, but, if, uh, he, if he any take for Shawn Michaels, find Jesus, man. <laughs> Career goes up. Yeah, I don't think that was I don't think that was Jesus. That was the long guy Jesus that was sitting in the back of the truck. But anyway, um, his, his name's Fito, sir. <laughs> Sorry, Fito. <laughs> <laughs> now, isn't uh, if I'm not mistaken, isn't Andre Andre Law fought? Uh, wasn't Eric Shadows on in February? Yes, he, yeah. that was actually his mm -hmm. last time that he was actually in an NLW ring. Yeah. So it is going to be interesting to see him back. Uh, Andre's been making some waves. He's been getting back out there. He recently was a part of the Texas Contender Series. I want to say it was the fourth or the fifth one, I want to say. Uh -huh. But uh, nevertheless, man, I mean, I'm not going to count Andre out. He's always been a talented individual. I faced him. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get the win in Laredo against him. But... Uh, very tough individual. I faced him pretty early in my career, and uh, it's hard to count either one of them out. So I, I don't know. For that one, it's got to be a coin flip for me. Now, yeah. we've seen both of these gentlemen we uh, wrestle. We, like I said, we saw Andre in, back in February, and we just saw Devante most recently last month right. um, wrestle. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I kind of feel like I, I'm at, I remember seeing Andre did a great job, very impressed with him. But the fact that Devontae now has the Diamond Cartel behind him and he's got Zeke Rose, you know, basically mentoring him at this point. And, and we know Zeke Rose is a back. beast. Yeah. yeah. So I think that despite the, the fact that, you know, he was a great wrestler at the show last month, I think his aggressiveness is going to come out more in this match. I, I think I would have to agree with you on that one, Chris. But let's not count out the kingpin, Kenny Cross. We'll be ringside. I wouldn't doubt if, uh, you know, the Venice Beast will not be too far behind as well. So that could be the ace up his sleeve. Now, I am in no way accusing the Kingpin of any kind of, uh, shall we say, um, cheating tactics. But, you know, it is, uh, you know, a match and sometimes the referee doesn't look at everything. I don't know. I'm just saying he's got an ace up his sleeve. It could make things a little bit more in his favor but like you said both men are incredibly talented we've seen them both in action andre law was very impressive against eric shadows that night it was a great match and then that match we saw with Devonte, even though he didn't win i mean he got his lumps in and 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 got in, got some in for me too because i've taken that because the fact that he was going against uh you know our least favorite canadian um <laughs> so uh yeah uh, I'm, I might have to go with Devontae James on this one just because of that little ace up his sleeve. That's just my guess. Man, I don't know. The thing is, is the thing is with me is I've said it before and I'll say it again. Kenny Cross reminds me of nothing more than just a knockoff version of Penguin. Just my opinion. <laughs> I, I just don't find him very intimidating. But you do make a point, you know, with Zeke Rose. You know, I don't know if, Zeke, if Zeke's going to end up pulling up with a diamond cartel. It's very possible. Yeah. You know, I feel like in in that event, then maybe the 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 uh, 
the odds will be definitely stacked against uh, Andre. But the thing is this. Andre Law is a very talented individual. And here's the thing. There's no distinct size advantage between either of them. Right. They're both big dudes, right. you know. So this match is going to be a battle of the titans. And the thing is, is I'm a good guy, man. And I, I, I just don't, I, I don't agree with what Devontae's doing. So if I had to root for anyone in this match, I'm rooting for Andre. I just can't root against Andre. Um, hey. You know, I feel like the difference maker, though, is going to be uh, whether or not Zeke Rose and Kenny Cross are going to play a fact, like any factor into this match, which it's very possible. But knowing Andre and knowing his past with uh, um, the Dre team, you know, uh, it's very possible that I think he might be able to counter some of uh, the tactics they might try. So I'm going to have to stick with Andre on this one. I, I, I respect that uh, very much so there, Elijah. I really do. <laughs> But I got to tell you, man, I got to go back to something I told you way back a few months ago when I interviewed you. I'm not saying anything about bad or good here, right? But here's the bottom line. You've got Devontae James, who's now part of the Diamond Cartel. And I agree with Kayfabe Chris. He's going to come out with an aggressiveness. And sometimes, brother, nice guys finish last. I'm, that's all I'm saying. The fact that they're going to start bringing out this aggressiveness in him, I think it's going to give him one hell of an advantage. I think he's going to be more aggressive. I think he's going to be more, uh, to bring up an old school term, he's going to have that eye of the tiger. And me personally, I'm not one to say good or bad. I'm just saying sometimes if you can find a way to win, you just might need to find that way and get the win. And I think right now, Devontae James needs that, especially coming off of a loss at the last NLW show. And now he's a part of the Diamond Cartel. And let's be honest, we know Kenny Cross very well. He's not going to settle for anything less than a victory. So that's just my my two cents in that. Yeah, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. You know, if Devontae uh, lost all of his good ways, uh, you know, that that fast. But, I mean, I guess that'll only tell. The only time will tell. For sure, for sure. Let's go on to the next one. So the next match we're going to have is a round one matchup for the Breakouts Division Tournament. So, man, we've got a lot of great tournament matches going to be coming up yeah. uh, here really soon. And this is just exciting as hell. Um so this match is going to be between Zane Valero and a guy that we know very well. We've had him on the show. Uh, great guy, great competitor, and he has been upping his game. And I'm talking about Drew Dredd. Uh, I tell you what, Drew Dredd has made some vast improvements since we saw him back in February. And seeing him this last time at the NLW show there in Uvalde, boy, this man can go. But let's be honest, the one thing that I think we remember from that night was that beheading of a clothesline that he took from, from Zeke. Zeke Rose. Damn. Oh, <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. You know, you know what, though? You know what, though? I saw an Instagram post of his, uh, of one of his recent matches, and he cannonballed off the, the apron onto the gravel. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. I saw that too. Yeah, that, oh. that, that looked rowdy. That looked rough. Oh my god! Oh <laughs> my god! I don't like stepping on a Lego. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. Before I can even begin to break this down, uh, Elijah, I gotta ask: Can you please give us some information on Zane Valero? I gotta be honest; he's a guy that I, I'm not really too familiar with. What can you tell us about Zane? He owns the gas stations. So actually, I'm going to also give you guys a little bit of breaking news too. So okay, with cool. this tournament, we haven't gone too much into details yet. We're going to evident, we're going to do it. Hopefully by the end of the week, we're going to give a lot more information on the tournament. 
So this tournament is actually a tournament for our brand new title that we're going to be unveiling very, very soon. Nice. Um, in, in AWP, we had the Atlas Division Champion uh, Championship, which was being held by Nathan Bradley. Unfortunately, due to a lot of scheduling conflicts, uh, coming into NLW, that championship has kind of been vacated. We decided to get rid of it, and for now, we're, we're actually starting with something brand new. So rather than bringing over the Atlas Division Championship, we're going to have what's now going to be called the Breakouts Division Championship. Uh, you know, we'll have a lot more information on it later on, uh, but that's what this tournament's for. You know, this whole awesome. tournament that we're organizing on that side of it, things, that's what this is for. And uh, as you guys know, you guys were at the last show, Shimbashi is currently undefeated. He is the only undefeated uh, talent on the roster right now. So because of that, NLW has decided that we're going to award him uh, a bye in, in, this, uh, in this tournament. So essentially wow. what's going to happen is since he has a first round bye, he only needs to win, I believe, don't, don't quote me on this, he only needs to win, I believe, one match to make it to the finals. Wow. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken. So... That's pretty big, <laughs> you yeah. know. He's he's basically right there to uh, getting in the tournament. So, um, you guys will get a lot more of that information a little bit later on once okay. we finish putting the bracket together. Okay. But so so the reason why I bring him up though is because Shambashi he actually has a tag team partner. Uh, we haven't brought in brought them in as a tag team to NLW, but his best friend is actually Zane Valero. Ah, Zane okay. Valero is a talent that's also from Lions Pride out in Bryant. He's a very talented individual, uh, very charismatic. Uh, you can just tell he's oozing charisma based off of just that promo picture. Yeah. You know? So, a uh, very talented guy, you know, making his debut. I'm excited to see what he can do. And he's going to be going up against one of our most hated here in Uvalde, yeah. uh, going up against Drew Dredd. It's gonna be like match. Drew Dread. <laughs> <laughs> I like Drew Dread. <laughs> yes, Man, if he... you like Drew Dread, why are you letting him come out to crickets then? <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I'm gonna say that because he wants to try coming at me. You want to try coming at me? Try it, not, I like you too, but I like Drew Dread. <laughs> I appreciate you, Chris, but that was more directed at Drew Dredd. He was coming at me. Yeah, I don't know if y'all remember that, but before Summer's End, he was coming at me. I do. I do yeah. remember that. Yeah. Putting his disgusting promo picture over my. Yeah. I, I, and I know that's not I know that's not over. I know that's not over. But let's get back to this this match. Um I do I do remember hearing about Lions Pride. Uh and I actually got to see a couple of their guys over at Rolling Oaks Mall. Um you were out there that day too, uh, as well, uh, Cobra. I do remember that. Um, so they had a few of their guys out there. Uh, I don't remember if Zane was there, but um, I'm telling you, this is another one that I think is going to be a great match. Uh, and now, from what you said, the implications of the match definitely make this more. You have to see this. You have to see what the outcome is going to be. You know, I mean, it's it's just one of those that you can't miss. So I think it's definitely going to be exciting. Like him or hate him, you know Drew Dredd can go. You know, he's proven that time and time again in the ring. I mean, the dude is talented. And again, like him or hate him, you got to give the guy credit because he goes out there. And I'm not just talking about in the ring. I'm saying he's 
making improvements just on himself because he wants to be the best, just like you do, Elijah. It's another reason why I respect you so much. You go out there because your goal is to be the best, and we see you doing that. Um, and honestly, that could be one of the reasons why you guys don't agree so well. You know, you got two alpha males that are trying to take, you know, their position. You're going to have head, but headbutts, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but yeah, I, I think this is going to be one hell of a match. And if this Zane Valero guys is, is, uh, as entertaining as you say, man, I can't wait to see this one. That's for sure. It's definitely going to be a great match. Uh, it's hard for me to, to pick a winner in this one. Cause you know what? Although me and Drew do not see eye to eye. And although, you know, we still do have a little bit of unsettled business, which might get resolved at some point here in the future. Um, it, it's hard for me to say, man. You know, like I said, Zane's good. He's really good. Uh, I haven't watched. It's been a minute since I've seen one of his matches, but I've heard a lot of great things about him. So it's kind of hard for me to take a winner here. I feel like this is the second match already where I can confidently say that I really don't know what the outcome will be. I, I, I would have to flip a coin to be able to give you a good, you know, Yes. <laughs> right, 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 right. So let's go on to the next one. We've got two matches left on this card. Of course, we're saving the the most interesting one for last, in my opinion. But let's get to this one. A guy that we've gotten to know pretty well just by watching him in NLW. We got Pac Ortega, right? And he's ah, pink under roots. Yes, and he's going to be going against a gentleman that we've, that we've gotten to know. Uh, we had him on the show. Had a great interview with him. Um, his name is Casey Blackrose. So I'm actually really interested in this match because Pac Ortega, definitely talented. That was one hell of a match he had with, uh, what was his name? Houston Hendricks, right? Houston uh, Hendricks, yes, yeah, sir. Great match. I mean, if I'm, if I'm being honest, one of the top matches of the night, and I didn't expect that to happen when I first saw them walk in. Uh, cause, I'll be honest. I judged. I judged the book by its cover when I saw Houston Hendricks. But well, I told you, I saw him at AWR. You did. You did. That kid can go. Oh my yeah. God! But we saw Pac Ortega in action. Pac Ortega looks like he's no longer a member of the House of Wolves, so he's not going to have any assistance, from what I know, from what I can tell. Uh, so he's going to be flying solo on this one. He might need to wear his lucky pink underoos for this match because we know Casey Blackrose is a hard hitter. And let's be honest, he said it on our show. He don't give a damn about mm -mm. anyone. You know what I mean? So this one's a toss up for me. Uh, I've seen both guys in action. I know both guys can go. I know both guys are hard hitters. They seem a little evenly matched to me. So mm, it can go either way. What do you well, think? You're, talk you're talking about Casey Blackrose, a man who went one on one with Mr. Keith Lee. Yes, exactly. A and got his ass kicked. But yes, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I mean, I mean, I would have got mass kicked by Keith Lee also, of course, you know, of course. But um, and, and and all jokes aside with the pink underoos, but, you know, Pac Ortega is an amazing talent. And we've seen him before when he was with his puppy dog pals. And now we see him alone in the kennel because all his little puppies ran away from him. And he was he, kicked out of the Paw Patrol. He was yeah. kicked out of the Paw Patrol, man. He <laughs> poor guy. He just wants to get adopted. <laughs> That's all it is. You know, and make sure but, uh, he has his shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I've also seen a lot of Casey Blackrose. I've ever since we interviewed him, I looked up uh, some of his work, and uh, yeah, the dude's snug. You know, he's not holding back on anything. And you're right, his mentality, the you know, devil may care attitude, you know, that he has. Um, this is going to be a good match. This is going to yeah. be a good match. You know, both men are talented. Uh, from my perspective, it looks like Parker takes a little more of a high flying versus the background 
that Casey Blackrose has, but I kind of, I, th- I think I'm going to get, and as much as, you know, I'm a little disappointed for his actions at, uh, in Uvalde the last time we saw him, I'm going to give this match to Paco Ortega. Mm, okay. Interesting pick. Yeah. Interesting pick. I think I'm going to have to go with uh, Casey Blackrose on this one, just because of the fact that that attitude I think is going to really carry him. He doesn't need the crowd behind him to cheer him on, right? Not saying Pac does, but his motivation is something different. He fights not just for himself. He fights for his family. And he doesn't get, like I said before, he doesn't give a damn what anyone thinks. I mean, to me, that's just a different type of attitude. I think that's enough to go in there and get him a solid victory, in my opinion. So that's the reason why I'm going for Casey Blackbirds. That's who I'm calling on this one. What do you say, Elijah? Well, before Elijah answers, you also have to go sure, back sure. to your uh, your moniker with Elijah about, you know, uh, good guys finish last. Sure. I also think that emotions can get the better of you. And I, I'll, I'll a gentleman like Katie Blackrose going in with using that emotion to in his corner, I feel like that could be a downfall for him. Okay, fair enough. I'll give you that one. What do you say, Elijah? So this one's kind of tough. So I've shared the ring with uh, Pac before. Uh, so let me, let me give you a breakdown of how I see this match. So this match, just by looking at it, you know it's going to be a hard-hitting match. You know, both both competitors are snug. Pac is snug. I've shared the ring with him a few, quite a few times already. Um, Black Rose, I've never shared a ring with him, but I've seen a lot of his work. You know, obviously he's been at NLW a few times, so I know who he is. Uh, Casey's never necessarily been a good guy because he was never always nice to the fans, but... He was never a bad guy either. He was more to himself, just showing up, you know, putting on like fighting and just showing what he can do, you know, Uh, always to himself, especially in the locker room. So this one's going to be kind of tough to call. So what I can say is this, Pac Ortega is the type of competitor that's going to do anything and everything possible to win. It doesn't matter if it's like a clean way. It doesn't matter if it's going to be, oh, I'm going to, Hit him in the nuts when the ref's not looking. You know, he, he'll do anything. It doesn't matter if it's cheating or not. Pac is that type of athlete. Um, he's talented, just like Casey, but the difference is Pac is willing to do anything and everything to win. Um, so I think that's kind of what makes it tough here because, you know, like I said, like both styles are very similar. They're both very snug. They both are hard-hitting athletes. Um, man. I want to say in this one, I think I think I want to say Casey here because Casey does want to start getting on a little bit of a roll. You know what I mean? And I feel like that might be enough motivation to get him there. The only thing I'm going to be – I'm going to say my key to victory for Casey is going to just be kind of what I did. You know, just be weary that Pac's going to do anything and everything mm. to cheat for this victory right. because it's not going to be an easy one. It will not be an easy one. I can right. tell you that Casey's been all over the place, and then especially at Loco too. You know, getting to Loco is no easy feat. Um, and for Pac Ortega, his key to victory is doing what he does best: cheat. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's how Pac's winning. So I feel like that's my key to victory for both. But I got Casey in this one. All right, all right. Well, that's going to definitely be one to watch. So, all right. Well, let's go to the last match, and this one, this one, this one's going to be interesting. And and Elijah. You're gonna to have to wait. We're gonna wait for you at the end to say your piece on this one, uh, Chris. I think it's impartial, though. 
Yeah, yeah. We ain't gonna ask him who's gonna win because he already knows <laughs> in his mind who's. Gonna oh, well, win. he could go the opposite way that we think. You don't even know. <laughs> right, right. Now let's just say this. What is um, he doing? He's pointing to himself because he's gonna win. That's what he's saying. <laughs> oh, he whipped out it. He just whipped out his snake. <laughs> April, away, bro. That's only fans. <laughs> that was recording. My bad. <laughs> uh, so this next match, this this match we have lined up is between King Cobra Exotic versus Ray Everett. All right. Now, don't know much about Ray Everett. I just got to know the guy. Saw some of his work. All right, the guy is talented, but we know, we know King Cobra Exotic. We know what he's going to bring to the table, all right? We know how he is in the ring, all right? But here to me is the key, and this is what I think is 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 going to be necessary for this because if you haven't seen these promos that these guys threw at each other, you need to go and see them because Ray Everett lit the fire, all right? And King Cobra Exotic responded in kind. And this match, it's getting personal, okay? I mean, if I had someone tell me they wanted to, you know, kick my skull in or whatever it was he said, I'd be pretty pissed too. You know what I'm saying? But here's the key for me, Chris, and I got to mention this. There was some video footage released from a match that King Cobra Exotic had in Houston, Texas at Locos. Did you happen to see that? Uh, Yes, I did. Okay. There was a side of Cobra that came out in that match that I got to be honest, I teared up. My heart swelled with pride because I saw a side of Cobra that I have been wanting to see. Don't get me wrong. I love Cobra. Again, OnlyFans, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I got to tell you, I love the side of Cobra that the kids love. I love that that the kids chant his name, that he's got so much love from the town of Uvalde, but damn it, in Houston, I saw an aggressiveness. I saw just a whole different side of Cobra come out, and he did not give a damn about what that crowd thought of him. In fact, from what I saw, he fed off of the negative energy that they were giving him, and it pushed him to do some shit I hadn't seen him do I mean, he was inflicting some pain on this poor sucker he was facing, okay? And I'm telling you, if that's the Cobra that shows up in October to face this cat, Ray Everett, Ray Everett ain't got a prayer. He's going down and going down hard. So I'm calling Cobra for this one for sure. Well, let's, I mean, let's hear what you say, Chris. I'm going to call Cobra, too, because he's our friend. <laughs> That's biased, bro. I mean, I'm like, you're not wrong. I'm, you, you're uh, but at the same time, I'm not going to cheer for someone who says they're going to kick your skull in. I don't want to see that happen to you. <laughs> so scary, man. You know, I mean, I, I don't want anything to happen to you. Yes, Chris. We know how That's you like feel the about Cobra. Told me. <laughs> but but come on, Chris. Let's get let's get that analytical side of you going here. How do you see this match playing out? Well, like you said, I saw the match as well at Locos, and you're right. There was an aggressive tone in his uh, his arsenal than we've seen previously. You know, um, but it. I feel like it. It could be a little bit different because. Uh, no offense, Cobra, but you know you're gonna be in Uvalde. You're a hometown boy, and sometimes that hometown environment kind of you know 
brings down that aggression because you have a lot of fans, you have a lot of young fans that look up to you that, you know, you may hold back. I'm not saying you're going to. I'm not saying you're going to. And I, I agree with Rob. I would love to see this aggressive come out of that match. But I also don't want you to get overwhelmed by being the hometown favorite. You know, that's a very good point, Chris. That is a very good point. Going back, of course it is. Said, I'm analytical. <laughs> going back to what you said about the last match, right? With Casey Blackrose, you talked about the emotion factor. Mm -hmm. You talked about getting a little too emotional. Let's be honest. Everybody knows right now Uvalde is in a healing state. You have kids chanting Cobra's name. All of a sudden, they maybe see a little bit of a black side of Cobra come out, right? Where he, he's a little more evil, if you will. Um, these kids are going to see that. Is that something that's going to play into the mind of King Cobra Exotic? Is this going to hinder him from letting that evil bad side come out and take the head off of Ray Everett? Those are factors. And maybe that's something that, that and we're going to let you speak your piece here in a second, Cobra. So give me a second. But um, these may be factors that he's thinking about. But in my opinion, I got to go back to what I say. And I stand by what I say. When you get a guy like Ray Everett, saying the things that he's saying, coming at you the way he is coming at you. I think you ever heard that term that it's better to ask forgiveness than permission. I think this is going to be one of those cases. I think later on after the match, after the fact, after Ray Everett is laying bloody, broken and defeated in that ring later on, Cobra can make a nice little announcement to the kiddies about how he had to do what he had to do to make sure that goodness prevailed. That's just my opinion. I still say Cobra's got this one in the bag. No, I agree. I I think that Cobra is going to take it. And again, all jokes aside, you know, he's our, our friend. He's he, We're probably one of his number one fans, to be honest yeah, with you, for of sure, Cobra. For sure. You know, but I think that in order to take this win, he's going to have to whip that snake out and beat the shit out of, <laughs> out, of, out of Ray Everett, you know. Just slap him across the face with that anaconda, sir. <laughs> for sure, for sure. All right. <laughs> so, all right, Cobra, now is your chance to retort at what we just said. let You let us know how, how this is going to play out. So, like I said, uh, whenever I addressed Ray uh, and laid out the uh, the actual date uh, for this match that I wanted to take place, um, I see a lot of him in me, you know? And, uh, you, mean you, you know, I admire him, it, You see a lot of him in you and him is what you mean. Yeah, I see a lot of me in him in the sense of, you know, what he's doing to me is what I did to Will all day, you know. Um, whenever I faced Will, I'm not going to lie, I was not necessarily there mentally as far as, you know, like I brought up a little bit uh, in the beginning when I first joined, um, you know, just I was really overwhelmed, you know, and I was really upset because I felt whenever I was given this opportunity to perform at Loco, which is one of the top promotions in texas if not the top promotion here in texas uh whenever i got that opportunity it was bittersweet it was sweet obviously because you know i had been wanting an opportunity like this for so long especially to be able to face someone like will all day you know uh i was happy about it but it was very bitter too because it should not have taken this long you know, I've always believed in myself and I've always believed that, you know, I was good enough to compete with the top dogs. You know, I never right. understood why it was taking me so long. So when I got that opportunity, I called my shot and I was pissed, you know, especially with everything going on in my personal life. You know, once I mixed all those things together, I realized like, 
You know, y'all slept on me for so long, so now I'm going to be, I'm pissed. And I'm not showing up to be playing nice. I'm showing up to, you know, make a name for myself. And I have to, if, at this point, I needed to do it at the expense of Will All Day, which is mm. what I did. Right. You know, and I feel like Ray in this situation is a young Cobra, which I say young, even though this was just a few months ago, <laughs> but he is, he is me in this sense. You know, he, uh, I think he's only been doing this for about a year, year and a half. You know, I've been doing this like almost two times longer than him at this point. Right. Uh, so he's, he's coming into the scene and he's wanting to make a name for himself and he's wanting to do so at my expense in my hometown, just like I did for Will in his hometown. Uh, so I agree, you know, I can't take this lightly and this is going to be a very physical match because again, he has that hunger that I have, you know, and when, when you have two guys that are hungry to make a name for themselves and when you have them in the same ring together with, with both these guys trying to not only make a name for themselves, but trying to establish their dominance in NLW, it's going to be very physical. This match is going to be physical, no doubt about it. I think the only thing that's a little different is just the way things I go about things, you know, because I haven't my my thought process is still the same. You know, I still don't want to be resorting to cheating and shit like that because I don't feel like I need it. I don't feel like I need it. And I know that history shows otherwise, but I'm I'm a very, very, you know, I'm very tough. To, it's very tough to convince me otherwise. You know, I'm very stubborn. So this match, you're going to get a physical Cobra just like you did the 4th of July whenever I beat Daniel Ryan in that Falls Count Anywhere match. Mm. You're going to get a physical Cobra, a very focused Cobra. But to beat Ray Everett, I don't need to cheat. I know this. I don't need to cheat to beat Ray Everett, and I'm determined not to. You know, uh, whatever happens, happens. You know, uh, I faced him. At the Contender Series, he was a part of the Triple Threat. You know, I've admitted it. I said it in the promo. Talented. He's He's got some great strikes, and I'm pretty sure there's a lot more in that arsenal I didn't see. But, you know, also what I saw, too, was me kicking his ass most of the time, too. So, <laughs> I don't know. I'm very confident going into it. But, you know, I know that uh, October 22nd, I can't have any mistakes because he will take advantage of them. Right. And, uh... I'll be ready. So I know I'll be ready well, to go. I have to ask this. Uh, so got to be honest, I was really thrown for a loop when I saw his uh, his promo towards you. Where did this come from? I mean, I, I know you guys went at it in a triple threat, but where's I mean, I know, like you said, he's trying to make a name for himself at your expense. But why all of a sudden you? What was it? Did something happen? I mean, did 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 you take his water burger? I mean, what happened? maybe i took his shine you know because i feel like at the end of the day what people were talking about in that match they were talking about a lot of what i was doing a lot of what justin walker jr was doing Uh. now at houston i did take the pin i did i was the one that got pinned and i was the one that got beat in houston you know but here's the thing that's houston i don't give a damn about houston to be honest Mm -hmm. with you i really don't Mm mm-hmm if I ever back there again, if I'm ever back at Loco, I'm going to have the same attitude there. I just don't like Houston. So ghetto, especially that arena. But that's not the point. <laughs> anyways, anyways, back to what I was saying. 
maybe that's where it's at. You know, maybe he's upset that I got pinned, which, you know what, dog? It happens. Oh, well. But at the end of the day, I mean, <laughs> he's not one to talk because every time he was trying to step up to me, he, he wasn't doing nothing. It was slight work. Slight yeah. work. You know? Um, maybe that's where it's at, man. He's just upset that I got pinned. I mean, you know what? If that's the case, so be it. You want to run it one-on-one? Let's run it one-on-one. I'm going to show you up and then... You know what? Then maybe maybe we'll get Justin Walker Jr. over here, and I'll show him what's up in a one-on-one and not a triple threat. You know, nice. I, I to be honest, I I could care less whatever his beef is. He wants to try to make a name off my expense. I'm not letting it happen. You know what? This right now is his time in the spotlight. You know what I mean? And I've noticed that. You know, people want to face me like Drew Dredd. They want they want to face the King Cobra. They want to put the spotlight on them and that's why they want to face me and that's not even me trying to be cocky at this point but at the same time i'm not wrong either you know because it's like i don't know man maybe maybe, you know what maybe i'm just so agitated with how all of these superstars come at me you know and they want to make accusations toward towards me saying oh you're always on the flyers and stuff like that we'll get a crowd reaction first and then come talk to me (laughs) <laughs> i'm sorry man i'm just at this point i'm starting to get agitated you know what and it's it's just starting to really get to the point where i just feel like i'm losing my patience gotcha. but i hope the fans know this is nothing towards them but i just i'm just starting to feel a little different but you know what we're still keeping our head up and we're going to keep doing our best to just stay the good guy that we are Awesome, man. Well, it's definitely going to be a match to look forward to. I got to tell you, Kayfabe Chris, this October 22nd show, Hollow Nights NLW, is going to be a must-see. You got to get out to Uvalde. You got to check this show out. Plenty of action on the card. I know that uh, Elijah and and the guys at NLW got plenty of surprises also coming up uh, that I'm sure they'll announce later. And uh, this is just going to definitely be one that you've got to check out if if you can make it to Valley, Texas. Would you agree? Agreed. Yeah. Let's so. face it, y'all. This is and yeah, I hope y'all don't mind me adding this on. But here's the thing, y'all. If you guys are listening to this podcast, the thing is this. I've had people and I want to thank you guys for all of the critiques you guys have given us, you know, about our shows. You know, uh we always we always listen to that. And honestly for me, and this is Elijah talking. This isn't the King Cobra. This is Elijah Galengo talking. Um, you know, whenever I listen to them, that that motivates me. You know, uh, some of the stuff is kind of out of my control as far as production goes, just because being that we're a small company, it's kind of hard for us to have all that production that we were able to use at Lone Star. You know, Lone Star, the venue had all those things, so right. we were able to use it easily. Um, but being that we started fresh. And we're running at a much nicer venue, I like to think, a much bigger and nicer venue. Uh, it's it's going to take us a little bit of time. But listening to your guys' critiques and stuff really motivates us as a management team. And the biggest misunderstanding I feel like the a lot of the general public or people that haven't gone to shows yet has is just because it's an independent wrestling show and not WWE, you know, that we're not legit. Um and it's like you alluded to earlier, you, you think it's incredible that we're able to do the moves and stuff. Uh, I feel like that's a lot of it, too. You know, people just don't realize that, you know, we are professional wrestlers, just like the guys on TV. And I feel like what makes going to an independent show just as special, if not even more special, 
at some times is because I feel like at independent shows, you tend to get more bank for your buck. And that's just my genuine, honest opinion. And the reason why that is, in my opinion, is because not only are you meeting, you know, the talent of tomorrow that just may blow up and make it to WWE at some point, and you'll be able to say, I saw him in his first ever match or, you know, before he even made it big, you know, you ha you'll be able to have stories like that. But on top of that, I like to think that a lot of us are a lot more hungry. You know, and because we're more hungry, we're going above and beyond in our matches now. So that way we can get noticed by those bigger companies, you know, and I'm not saying that those that are in higher places don't go above and beyond because my coach is a perfect example of someone that's never stopped. Yeah, you know, Seth true. Rollins is such a beast, you know, all the time. And I'm pretty sure he was back in the Indies, too. But, you know. That gives us even more motivation to go just as hard as we were. And I think Rob and Chris, I think y'all have even said it before, you know, Alex Arsenal at the last show, you know, he was performing as if he was in front of thousands of people. Yep. You know, with how he did everything. That's how all of us are. And I feel like that's what people don't understand, that we go just as hard because we want to be there. So if you guys have an opportunity, please feel free to come on out to NLW. And, you know, check it out, man, because I genuinely think that once people go the first time, they're going to get hooked For because sure. they're going to find out how legit we are. And that's just my biggest thing. If you guys have five, ten dollars, come on out, man. It's, it's cheap entertainment. It's fun. And uh, come watch me kick Ray Everett's ass in person. <laughs> and Only fans is cheap entertainment, too, by the way. <laughs> Which is on sale for 99 cents right now. <laughs> and I've got to say this, uh, you know, before we put a nice little bow on this and end and, and this podcast, I got to say this. Before we were even partners with NLW, um, Chris, I think you remember because uh, you were one of the pre people I told when I went to the first show when it was AWP, um, I went to Olympus. Right. And I was blown away. OK, that was my. That was actually my second independent show that I'd ever been to since I was a kid, right? And um, the first one was uh, uh, Mission Pro Wrestling. But uh, when I went, I was hooked after that. Uh, I've been to a total of, I believe, four NOW shows now. And each one that I've been to has just been better and better and better. Now, granted, yes. Elijah, you're right. You had more of a production at, at that other location that you had. But I got to be honest, this last time that we went, you may not have had the production, but the in-ring action was there uh, for sure. And you were to totally correct. You will get more bang for your buck. You guys are putting on one hell of a show. Um, yes, you said it right. Those wrestlers you see on TV, people, you're going to get the same, if not in some cases, better going and seeing them live and guess what if this one you'll actually get to spend 10 bucks and probably sit in the front row mm -hmm. you know instead of paying eight thousand dollars to sit in the front row at royal rumble yes i checked i know i did too <laughs> by the way god so i mean it, it, it's you gotta come see it i it, and i agree with with elijah you you come one time you're gonna be hooked you're gonna be hooked and, and if i I, I may this may be a biased opinion that I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it anyway, because damn it, it's our podcast. I can say what the hell I want. Um, <laughs> but uh, I have seen a couple of other independent shows. And to me, NLW has set the bar 
and these other these other promotions need to come up to that to, to that bar in my opinion so i just got to say that but anyway chris what do you got to say man i still like drew dread <laughs> <laughs> he's talented man i'll give him that talented yeah. but uh don't start beef for me unless you're ready to catch a DVS. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> and I will be, I will hopefully be there ringside with my VCR in hand. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, Chris? Before before we end this, I need to know who you got in a match between me and Drew. Who who are you voting? Oh. If they were to happen, who are you rooting for? And if you say the wrong answer, I hope you know there will be repercussions. <laughs> in Dang! You put yourself in that spot, man. <laughs> Between a match between Drew Dredd and King Cobra Exotic. I, I know y'all are going to get pissed, but I'm going to go with Fito. <laughs> Fito takes it all day, every day. That's a good answer. I'll, I'll, let, really I'll, good let answer. Him, I'll let him get away with it this time. I'll let it end on a cliffhanger this time. But you best believe you're going to get a private message from me within the next 24 hours. And I expect a real answer. Oh, that's awesome. Elijah, thank you so much for being on the show today, uh, for giving your input on DX. And then, of course, for talking uh, all this about uh, NLW and the upcoming show. Man, it's been awesome having you having you on the show today so thank you so much for for being a part of it it's always a pleasure to be on the show guys thank you always for having me yeah for sure for sure well uh stay right there where you are we'll, we'll say goodbye to you after we end this little this little part of the show but uh chris another great show um great great subject matter i love the conversation about dx but i gotta tell you this conversation we're having about this upcoming event has been so awesome um and if i'm being honest I'm really getting more and more pissed because I can't make it to the show because of a previous engagement that I have had in the works for months now. Yeah. And if I try to get out of it, it's it's yeah. my head. As of right now, I have all, you know, 100% intentions to make yeah. it out there unless awesome. something drastic happens. Awesome. Um, but my intention is to be out there. Yeah, so. Awesome. Go live for me. That way I can watch while I'm at the thing that I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> So, we'll do anyway, stuff. We'll do stuff. yeah, anyway, but listen, guys, we want to thank you so much for tuning in again this week. We got another podcast coming later this week where we give all our recaps for the week in AEW and WWE. So, make sure you uh tune into that as well at the end of the week. We've already got some juicy stuff cooking because uh, there's some good stuff happening on WWE right now, but yeah. we'll talk about all, all that later this week. But we thank you guys for tuning in. You already know, look for us on social media, send us an email. We look forward to hearing from you again. We just want to thank the King Cobra Exotic for being on the show. And, guys, it's going to be a good one, so make sure you mark it on your calendars. October 22nd at the Uvalde County Stardust Pavilion in Uvalde, Texas. It is NLW Presents Hollow Nights. You're not going to want to miss it, all right? We love you guys. We'll see you later this week. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. If you'd like to contact the show with your input or questions, email us at megapowerswrestling at gmail.com. That's megapowerswrestling at gmail.com. Also find us on all social media by searching Megapowers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Until next week, we wish you good vibes and Godspeed.